Welcome to the district. All of your local and state news in one place on WHIP Student Radio. Philly's number one college radio station. Right now, they are learning how to bring the show in smoothly. How you do that? With a little bit of music underneath. I got you. Thank you. Thank no, you, I, I got you. I like that. This is what I do. <laughs> was trying to cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also teaching the audience, okay? If they ever come in here for some reason. Exactly. Yeah. You know? It would probably be easier with... um with visuals but you know hey we're a radio station we don't believe in those actually <laughs> funny story about that um actually. the whip news crackdown on hey. www.whipradiotu.com we have a weekly video news brief now and our third episode was this past weekend there's going to be a fourth episode this weekend so if, you, if you're on Instagram, you would you would see uh, the true. beautiful. I did like it. I was actually the first to like it. I would oh like to state wow! This. Yeah, wow. I'm so fan. glad that they're finally like promoting these. I mean, I'm also glad. So we we did a couple of these before they were getting promoted, just because you know some time to iron out the the kinks. Granted, there weren't that many. It actually went really smoothly the first two episodes. Um, all things considered, you know, yeah. I've I've had some projects that didn't. But yeah, good stuff. So anyway, yeah, shameless plug. I don't know. What you else? Check it out. It's check pretty out awesome. the website. The news department does other things. It's mm-hmm. cool. This is true. Well, we're going to get into our first story, which is about hazing um, uh, due to the death of a Penn State student back in February 2017 by the name. His name was Tom Piazza. I Tim believe. Piazza. Tim, Tim Piazza, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, but they're... Monday said it the Senate gave approval to a bill named after him um, and basically it is requiring schools to keep policies to combat hazing and it allows for confiscation of frat houses um, again back in February 2017 um, Fiazza was at a frat the frat house beta theta phi yeah um, and he consumed a dangerous amount of alcohol and suffered series of lethal falls um, so yeah I think that hazing, obviously, is always a thing that we talk about, you know. While this was going on, just for the audience to know, uh, multiple frat members were in attendance, and rather than taking him to the hospital, they were like, let him just sleep it off. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I, clearly, it didn't work out with it for anyone. Yeah, if I recall correctly, he, um, in, in addition, he, I think he had heard a few times, one of the big ones, that he fell downstairs. Well, yeah, that well, um, one of the falls was yeah. downstairs. That was like very. They were like, we don't want to get in trouble. It's like, I... <laughs> like if like I if someone like, dies, that's quite a lot of trouble. Y'all priorities uh, are a little, a little skewed. A little, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I yeah, this is definitely a needed <laughs> law, especially in the context of that. I know, for the sake of discussion, I would certainly be interested to see like what the the standards are for hazing if that makes sense because like i know some organizations do put people through a reasonable amount of it's definitely not hazing because hazing hurts people here's the thing and the it's... argument with <laughs> i'm not saying i'm for hazing i don't think anyone's for hazing but let's be honest here hazing on most college campuses are quote-unquote frowned upon so most of oh, them yeah. are underground anyway yeah i can't see how legislation is going to be the way to crack down on something to be honest, I don't That's see really how point, legislation yeah. on a state level, not physically on a college campus, is going to affect anything. I don't. How? 
I'm sorry. No, you're right. Dude was on was in Happy <laughs> Valley. You know what Happy Valley is? Thousands of college age kids. Yep. I someone right. in Harrisburg telling you don't do it, kids. I don't really see how it, that it, really impacts, especially when this whole hazing so thing was technically steep, underground anyway. It's not mm-hmm. like the Penn State police knew this was going on. This looks like, let me just check. So how steep is the, all right, so it makes the most severe forms of felony. Yeah. I, I do think things like that help. If only because, not a lot, I do agree with you that, yeah, most of this stuff happens underground, and I fraternities are not all bad, but yeah. a lot of them are pretty freaking institutionally keep that stuff um under wraps Especially so i do but the, this at least the night that this happened it was in conjunction with another sorority a sorority that was not recognized by the school i also think the other thing is that where it says yeah. that this then becomes a felony that's like after the fact after someone experiences like death. after someone dies yeah. it's like well well then like <laughs> at that point to some extent like yeah. duh it's a felony you know someone died on your watch you know so it's kind of like I think, like, yeah, but I, I think this is a great little situation. But at the same time, I think it's something to just put forward to just kind of like hush up the haze conversation. Like, you know? I, I, I'm, I'm happy this is a message, but like. So I would be curious, like, what? What do you? Yeah, I, how's I, that gonna work? I, I agree that this plan, like, it doesn't target the people who are probably doing it the worst. Mm-hmm. What alternative, like, it besides, like, that's. Like I'm like certain things are already illegal. Underage drinking. <laughs> when has that ever stopped a cop? I'm not. I'm really not trying to be Debbie Downer here, but like, let's keep it 100. Like, how is that That's in true. any shape or form? Well, hazing and the the consequences for underage drinking tend to be much less. That's true. It's I can see again making like if I. Well, then you also have to dictate what were, constitutes as hazing. Like, what's the definition of hazing? Well, that's that's the kind of that's the point that I brought up before. Another legal question: mm-hmm. If you're going to up it up to a felony, what constitutes is hazing that's, you making you do my homework? That's the thing, like, is I would hazing know. slapping you a few times? Like, what is the definition here? Well, I'm sure there's like specifications of like what it entails or what the obviously it's not stated here in the WHYY article, mm-hmm. but I assume I I would assume as a bill or some sort of legislative power, it would have the specific specificities laid out yeah that might be something to even try to find on the other side of the break because i yeah like i'm looking for it and i actually am not finding a lot of articles that cover the specific wording of what constitutes because like that that's a whole other question that's important because if though if that part of the law is good enough then i would be like oh i know how to make this better um bump up more of them to felonies and let anybody who is involved with an institution that does that let let that be on their conscience. I get caught. It's a felony. I will go to jail. And right. of course that won't stop. Even that won't stop everybody because people, you say, hey, it's a felony and people just do all kinds of things still. But that would up it to more than just like, a, oh, we might get in trouble and like ban for a few years. Like, no, someone will go to prison. I mean, I'll even st- I'll take it one step further. Uh if you if you remember when this all was coming out, the assailants did go to trial and all of their charges got downgraded. So again, <laughs> how much are we taking this seriously? Like I I'm really poking mm-hmm. holes in this because it's not like oh I'm being completely uh, just judgmental. I'm like no, based on history, I don't think the, the judicial true. system takes it seriously because all of the charges got downgraded. It went from manslaughter to like, oh, well, underage drinking. I like, think a big everything got downgraded. So it's like, how seriously are we really taking this? Mm-hmm. I think it's also, especially with that particular you make it a case. Mandatory felony, but we all know how mandatory minimums. <laughs> <laughs> not advocating for that either. <laughs> I say those. Look. Those tend not to turn out so well in practice.
Um, <laughs> oh, and well, with the with the Tim Piazza case in in particular, I also think a big part of that was just privilege. If I'm going to be completely real, I mean, what you mean, Penn State kids, white kids? Yeah, like, I, like, and West trust Bay. me, I I usually am very, you know, I'm, I'm quite conservative in making that argument, but it, like, let's let's be real. These were. Well, wasn't it the usual, like, oh, they have so much potential in yes. their life. Yep. Don't ruin their lives over, uh, you know, shuffles papers, killing someone. Huh, no, don't. Do <laughs> so, like, it's it's unfortunate. Like, like, we like all want to take it seriously. But then folks with a lot of money and connections end up in front of a judge, and this is the outcome. Yeah, I, I agree be, with you. And but... let's be real. Like, I'm talking about PA people. I'm not. Let's be honest here. A lot of the legislators and people in the judicial branch just happen to be Penn State alums. I'm not saying it's anything to do with it, but I'm saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> She's saying something. There's, there's, I didn't say, but I'm just saying. There's nothing to specifically suggest that, but also, yeah. All of it to suggest it. <laughs> also, and, I, and I've said uh. this before on the show, and like I want to reiterate, reiterate this. Uh, Tim Piazza actually did go to my high school, actually. Did know him, uh, Flemington, New Jersey. Both went to Huntington Central High School. Uh, not friends, not very close friends. I knew of him. I grew up with him, but we weren't necessarily in the same circles. So it's pretty eerie every time this story comes up, and it has for the past year and a half, almost two years now. It's weird every single time. Mm -hmm. It's just strange. Yeah, I... It's just weird. Well, yeah. The hazing's bad. Don't, hazing is bad. Don't, don't do the things. Don't do the thing. And if if also, you're like a sociopath or something, and that's not, you know, the hazing's bad isn't enough. It's also a felony now in some. I feel like, but also contexts. a sociopath like so, wouldn't be like upset by that if it's a felony. <laughs> no, that is gonna hurt you. But a sociopath, but they don't do like they care be, about that. They don't care about being hurt. No, they care about being hurt. They don't care about other people. I, think, I mean, I'm also not oh. a I'm also not a doctor, so we are. You're actually a sociopath, <laughs> and that's why you know this from firsthand knowledge. Is that true? Um, not, no. <laughs> uh, I no. hope not. Man, you foiled my my plan. I am. I haven't figured it out yet. Which <laughs> rough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Just don't haze, you guys. Don't do it. Yeah. Yes. So that's but even the... more importantly, if your friend is drunk, just please take him to the hospital. Oh, yeah. That's hundred percent of Actually, like, you know, that's a... you, I feel like that's even more important. I, if yeah. your friend is obliterated <laughs> drunk, take them to the... most places have amnesty laws. Yeah, thank you for most taking colleges, that to yeah, exactly. colleges have amnesty like laws or rules. Take them uh, to the honestly, hospital, please. Thank, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, Temple does as yeah. well, and in fact, like I work with some of that stuff, and like honestly, if you're ever in a situation with even if you're not like a college student and you're like a grown adult, someone falls and hits their head or something like that partying. It's like, I, I know people who have been in these situations. Don't, don't chance it. Just, just, we live in the age of Uber. Yeah. Someone will show up and take your drunk butt to a hospital without the ambulance and everything. But like, if you get hurt, don't, it's like, it happens so often that drunk people get hurt and it's like bad, yeah. but they're really, really drunk. So nothing gets done about it. It's just dumb. Yeah. Just please, just for real, just just call somebody. Most places, most college campuses specifically have amnesty. Um, really, you won't get in trouble. Yeah. If that's what your concern is. But also, if you getting in trouble is your biggest concern, your priorities are kind of whack, buddy. Like at least <laughs> you're a temple. Slightly. You can break like all of the rules, and if 
you're drunk. You're saving and someone's the, life. I feel like people are going to be okay. All right. It's, it's called medical amnesty. Like we do have an official policy. Like and most and most universities do it. Yeah, because well. like they say, they don't want you to die. Like who cares about the law? Just go. Please don't your, die. Like, Please help out your friends. Like I, I feel yeah. weird having to tell people like, hey, if someone's like on the brink of alcohol poisoning, maybe. You should help them. Like I feel weird having to say that, but it apparently feels like a, we have. It to. feels like an old narrative, but yet, like it's still very prevalent. You know, well, like I don't know. It's like anything else when you like if you've ever been in a situation where you have to decide whether or not to seek like serious medical attention. There's that moment where you're like, is it worth it? Is it worth like? Is this really necessary? So like I do understand that aspect of it, but alcohol in particular, like the way people treat this kind of stuff, alcohol is a hard drug. I mean, I've said this before on the show, but alcohol is a hard drug. It causes, well, it can cause uh, physical dependence. It can absolutely addict people. And it is acutely toxic to your body. I mean, that's why we started drinking it in the first place, because everything else that drinks it dies. It just makes us stupid before it kills us. You have to drink more than most animals. Wow. Like, no, it's really, that's what it is. And, you know, I have. <laughs> You're right. Have, have have fun using that recreationally, but also, like, never forget <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that that's what you're dealing with. Because um, I don't know if these people would have been less negligent were they not all plastered that night. Um, but I do know that stupid things like this happen with, with alcohol. I do know that it's not unheard of, even outside the hazing elements. Yeah, and I think hazing is something that I feel like um, to some degree may not target a lot of people. You know, that's obviously like a very specific group of people that it may affect or may not affect. Actually, I don't know, maybe, maybe more general. But I think just generally alcohol amongst your peers, whether you're in college or wherever, whatever, is like a thing that a lot of people should be aware of, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's always nice to Again, I... throw a little wisdom there. Don't be dumb. <laughs> Solid. I'm very, I'm very like I. Coming I would love facts. to be very eloquent and articulate, but I feel like I can't do that with y'all. Like I feel like you have to dumb this down as easy as possible. Cause clearly y'all not getting it. So let's start <laughs> this again. Don't do the dumb thing, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't do the dumb thing. Honestly, let's just like take a step back. Like, is it really again in situations like this where you can go too hard? Like, is it really worth it? Is it really worth potentially hurting yourself? Like, even. Even when people get in, like, you know, motorcycle accidents without helmets on and stuff like that. I've spoken to people who've just done other, sorry to roast anybody who rides without a helmet, but no, other really, no, really dumb things that put yourself <laughs> I, in unnecessary danger. <laughs> After people get hurt, they always regret it a lot. So just don't get in that yeah. position in the first place. I was really. on the ben, uh, Benjamin Franklin Bridge, and there was, like, three four-wheelers that just zoomed by. I don't understand how... How do you... First of all, what toll are you paying to cross the bridge? <laughs> like, do you get a discount? Like, how does that work? Like how, Second of allowed. all, why? Because that's not that's not legal to be on, like... that. I'm just so upset by this. I have no words. Absolutely. Like, I was just frustrated. It drives me crazy, too. Honestly. No, I'm actually... I, I get legitimately angry. I've actually yeah. asked someone who was a Philly native. I'm like, so why is this okay? And he made a joke, like, well, every kid in Philly gets more no. when they're 12 years old. I'm like, stop. Okay, but you Stop. can get it, but, like, don't go on a bridge, nor, yeah. like, or Main street. street. Yeah, exactly. Yo, if I see another one on Broad Street, it's October. Summer is over. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's chilly. <laughs> All right, well, we got to go to our next break. Yes, we do. We do. Okay. We'll go on more tangents about what, how much we hate dirt bikes on Broad Street. I'm down, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I've been meaning to get this off my chest. Let's do it on the other side of the break. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll see you guys on the other side. <laughs>
Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the district here on WHIP, Philly's number one college radio station. Do you want it all? Do, do, oh, oh I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the song that was just the playing song. was. <laughs> for the song. podcast people, it's going to be real confusing, so I'm sorry. Yeah, there was a song called Do You, do you Want It All? Do I Want It All? What's the. Somebody know. wants it all. I think it's by Carmen. I don't even know who that is, to be honest. I, do. I don't. I do. Okay. Sorry. They're not, she's now um, a single group. Um, well, it was a group. It was. It was oh, a person. No, it was a wife and husband duo, and now it's oh. just the wife. Was it? Oh. like fun did fact. They, did they get divorced? No, no, no. They're still together. She's just kind of like doing her solo oh. thing. Yeah. Right, I thought you were gonna say like he died or something, and no, I just get ready to be all like, oh, <laughs> boy, <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. Uh, did you guys want to talk about your dirt bikes, your four wheelers? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we, pr- we promised the that. people. Yeah, um, we did. So you have to. I, do it. I just have one question before we go into rant. Where do you get them? And I'm being serious because mm-hmm. Philadelphia is a very urban place. Dirt bikes and four wheelers are usually sold in rural areas. So I don't know mm-hmm. why all of you have them. That's true. It's actually very where true. Did, where did you get them? Is there a Who is selling them? Do they like who? Like I'm just like, does one person buy them? Then do people do like give them gas? to each other? Like, do, you, do you go to regular gas stations? Like, what do you <laughs> like do? Maybe there's a really healthy used market that just like I. There's so many questions. Yeah. Cause I could tot- I could totally imagine like a community popping up that just because like you learn how to work on engines and st- and, uh, and stuff like that. Like, just knowing people I knew around cars and dirt bikes and stuff like that. Like, I can imagine how that could be like a really hype thing. Do they go to regular mechanics? <sighs> But they're not street legal. Is that like a specific mechanic? Well, you know what else isn't street legal? Philadelphia's roads. So just in general. That's true. So I don't think they <laughs> just care. I, I, okay, I've been saying this for years. Philadelphia has just very selective traffic laws. Yeah. They just decide when to enforce them. Mm-hmm. People, That's true. People just park in the middle of the street. People park on the sidewalks. And um, it's fine for also, some reason. Then you get towed all of a sudden. Right. It's like y'all people, just decided that y'all broke yeah. for, a, for a day or something. People from Philadelphia also don't know how to parallel park. I've come to the conclusion. That's true. Because... I, <laughs> I'm just saying it. Like, I, I may have an unpopular opinion, but I'm just saying... The fact that I can't like walk straight in on the street, if like on the sidewalk, is a problem. <laughs> like the fact that your car is on the sidewalk oh, yeah. is a problem. People just like park on the sidewalk. People I thought... don't care. No, not even park on the sidewalk. Why is your left like your left back tire on the sidewalk, but the rest of your car is? Why on is the street? your car parked in the middle of Broad Street? That in broad daylight. Oh, I see those. <laughs> Why like, are you... how... how does that work? Can oh, I just... how, does... how is that legal? Do you need permission? How was how does that work? I don't know. I'm like I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> like. Feel... My mom, when she came to visit, she asked, she was like, Maya, can you just park in the middle of the street? And I was like, I'm not sure, but I really want this to be a thing, though. <laughs> I don't. Why? I actually really don't, but it would be convenient for y'all? me. What's wrong with God. <laughs> and y'all got the nerve to complain about Jersey drivers. Like, what is wrong with y'all? Well, you know, that's a whole other conversation. I was going to say, like, that's... <laughs> you can't just say that, Taylor. You know. Yeah, because I'm from Jersey, and I will rep it hard, Okay. I will rep it, and I don't care. I'm don't from care. New York, and we're very aggressive care. drivers, but, like, for reasons. Anywho, we're going to talk about mental illness nah, instead. Nah, because we're going to do this, because I'm, I'm very upset. Not only do y'all have the nerve to talk about Jersey drivers, you all <laughs> you also have the nerve to make me pump my own gas and then make me pay more for it. But why? That's insane. Why? All right, so I understand <laughs> the pay more for it part, but pump your own gas? Like, come on, I'm just cold. pump. So, I don't want to get out of but, my car. But if everyone else except you pumps their own gas, who's the issue here? Y'all. That, y'all got played. I'm I sorry. don't know what kind <laughs> of country really we're living in if people can't y'all pump their own like gas. Present. You know, I, don't know I what just. Y'all are doing. <laughs> what are things coming attacked. to? <laughs> I've been attacked. I don't know what y'all are doing. And you uh, get to. Oh my God. 
and well, make me pay more for it. I, I just don't understand. I, pay more, I got nothing work, there. That's insane. <laughs> it's too much. No, it's I say, much. you know, put and my... your roads are terrible. So not only just there's so many things, there's so, so many, many things. things. I mean, Pennsylvania roads are just aren't real. Your well, what, all right. So your you got aren't real. a lot of these points are true. <laughs> <laughs> license, but I maintain yeah, that Jersey drivers have, are. If you okay, if you have a PA license, you have to bring your passport even on domestic flights because they're not real. It's, <laughs> really? They're. I mean, they're about to be real. The newest ones are real. That's not so a thing. I've heard. I have a PA license. I just got one, and I flew. Yeah, because you just got. Yeah, one. you just got one. If you have um, one like mine, it's essentially just a. It's paper, paper rectangle. That, it's, it's not actually. It's, a paper. It's. I'm joking. It, it's oh. a proper ID, but it doesn't have any of the fancy pants, uh, like it's anti. Not fancy. That's what's required. The, no, that's what I like. That's why no, the new ones are fancy. Like the TSA will be like, "What's that?" They're harder to counterfeit. <laughs> so I don't. Speaking of got Pennsylvania a lot of problems. and and the problems, um... Jersey drivers. <laughs> So uh, Pennsylvania leaders have created a new center that helps with mental illness in county jails. The Commission on Crime and Delinquency and the Council of State Government Government's Justice Center are launching a statewide center, which is called the Stepping Up Technical Assistance Center. And the center um, is being created to provide counties with support as well as resources to kind of help those with mental illnesses that are inside of jails and collect data and track how people are doing um, and receive treatment, et cetera, et cetera. And John Wetzel, who was the secretary of the PA Department of Corrections, he stated the center is a step towards solving a problem that has long played the criminal justice system, which I, I agree. I think mental illness is something that's often neglected congrats pia you did something right this is actually really fantastic yeah um it's i forget if i talked about it on this show or it might have been like a long story short podcast thing but in case you didn't know the biggest mental health organization i'm pretty sure in pennsylvania but i think this might be the the nation don't quote me on it it's both is the oh thank you is the criminal justice well not the criminal justice system but like the the prison system just prisons that's the biggest uh system for quote-unquote helping people with ain't it grand yeah <laughs> uh, with like diagnosable and like we're not just talking like, like like we're talking diagnosed or diagnosable mental health issues like yeah there are a lot of parts of our society that are really hard to operate um if you are getting no help and in a lot of parts of our society you will get no help if you have problems and a lot of times that just I don't know people end up in prison and that's not where they get very good help i'm kind of surprised that the padoc is is doing that like i'm happy they're doing this don't get me wrong but i'm surprised just because the aclu definitely just sued you like last year over <laughs> solitary confinement saying you're torturing prisoners so cool but also y'all still got so what are y'all doing? If anything, I think it's a <laughs> testament to the fact that with a lot of these things, people are just, this isn't an excuse for it, because especially with something like solitary confinement, let's just be real, that stuff's disgusting. I think that's even more, this is controversial, but I think it's even more disgusting than the death penalty in a lot of cases, just because like, mm. it's, in my mind, it's comparing it. torture to dying. To dying, and that, So that's neither here nor there, but a lot of people still see that as like a, not a fundamental part of our prison system, but like an old tool that they don't want to get rid of. It doesn't excuse it, but it doesn't surprise me that people are more willing to add something that makes sense than to take something away that is 
arguably counterproductive to well, also PA is not really known for being that progressive. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. It's just that PA is very purple. PA is one of the one of the states that still technically has the death penalty. They don't use it often, granted, but they got it. They they can pull that out whenever they whenever they want to. That's I think we talked about this before. That's a that's a powerful card to keep on the table. It's just, it's just there. As a, like they don't use it often, but they can. I know, like the, just the fact that you have that option is. A, they can kill you. It's, it's, they it's can do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's possible. Indeed. And they can immediately put you in solitary confinement. That's actually why they're getting sued. Because, uh, fun fact, uh, people who were sentenced uh, life, life to death, death to life. De- what? Death uh-huh. but, no. <laughs> wait. What are you saying? Sentenced for life. <laughs> okay. Sentenced to life. I'm All sorry. Right. I was like, wait, that doesn't sentenced make sense. Sentenced life to death. Death that didn't to, make death sense. To life. To life. Right, yeah. People who were sentenced, there were instances where, at least that's what the lawsuit alleges, the ACLU of Pennsylvania alleged back right. in... 2016? No, no, no. Oh. This year. No, no. No. <laughs> this year. This year. Huh. Uh, 2018. That said that uh, they were putting people who were already sentenced to life automatically in solitary confinement. See, now that's... Oh. That like, they didn't, to like, they didn't wait for them to do something. They were like, oh, you're sentenced to life? Here you that's go. Pretty like, much, that's pretty like, much... And that's pretty much torture. Rough. Like, I'm going to, like, and that, that, like, I shouldn't yeah. even say pretty much, like, that is torture. That, we that have, is torture, yeah. Like, we, they didn't even do anything. Like, you know how usually you think it's a punishment? Not saying it's a good punishment, but, like, usually you did something, like, in, like, no, no, no. They were like, oh, you're sentenced to life? Well, here's just this comes nice with room. It. It's like a bonus package. I'm like, God, I mean, folks, like, it's yo. one of those things where, like, imagine being stuck in your, in, like, uh, your closet, but it has a toilet, maybe, if you're lucky, and stick around in there for months to years. Like that melts people's brains. Like we've done studies. There's no, there's no reason to do that. It's counterproductive. Even if you're just trying to have things not get worse at your prison, stuff like that makes people, doesn't make people violent as a rule or insane as a rule, but it is a great way to do it. Like people go mad when they're isolated the way they get isolated in solitary. Like it makes no sense. Well, the loopholes that they let people out for an hour. Like, that does nothing. Like That's, that's why it's called the loophole. <laughs> Thank you, Taylor. <laughs> I, got I wasn't you. sure what a loophole meant. I got Thank you, you. Though. You know, that's why I'm here. Seriously, like, I don't know why it's so hard. Teach you what a loophole means. Like, we're reaching gotcha. the point in our, like, hyper-capitalist industrial society where, like, is it really that hard to just give people a room and, like, the basics to subsist and be like, all right, you goofed up. Here's the room you're stuck in. And like, have it not be cruel, but also because like if we like if we could just have some standards for our prisons, I don't know. Am I being is this unreasonable? I mean, I United know. States is also, isn't it like the fourth largest place for incarcerating people? Oh no, we have the well. I thought it was high. I believe we're the we're the highest proportion. Oh, like per capita. Oh, by far, by far, by far, by far. Because I forget if China has more than we do, but we're competing with China, and they have obviously a population that is like many times ours mm-hmm. our prison population is absolutely ludicrous mass incarceration is something that i, I uh, i've covered it before on here I, I don't know why it's not a talking point like all the time on the news but it's like a like something is wrong very obviously blatantly oh, yeah. wrong with our um criminal justice system when you take a look at it probably the war on drugs but probably some other things, mm. but well, like racism. Yeah, there's well, it's multi-layered. War on I was gonna say that's where the war on drugs gets pointed. 
I just think <sighs> racism and classism and capitalism actually. Actually, you I think put you it could, right, yeah, put, you could put, put it like it right there, there. too. Kind of <laughs> those three denominations. People who are too poor to have their own bail. Uh, black and brown people, war on crime, crack epidemic, and capitalism. You use uh, prison labor for different companies. So yeah. I would, Thank you, Taylor. I feel like I that's pretty in, on the nose. In, <laughs> yeah. in, in broad terms, I certainly agree. I also, I do think we don't have time to get into the nuance sure on do. here. Unless you want to, we can. <laughs> we no, I was just saying, like, those things, I think, are, like, there's a lot of nuance to how they got to where they are that a lot of people don't know. And if they don't know the nuance, it can be hard to just be like, oh, so it's, so it's just kind of, because on the surface, when you don't know the history, that can not be clear if that if that makes sense. Well, yeah, you need to know different administrations and how they treated crime and really politically. Where, where the drug war came from, it was literally just to arrest, it was like a reason to arrest people. They're really... Uh, literally, didn't Nixon's advisor just be like, yeah, it was yep. a war on black people yeah. and hippies. He came out after the fact, he was like, yeah, we needed a reason to arrest black people and hippies. Paraphrasing here, but it's really no, not I'm actually, far I'm going to pull up the real quote because like, I don't <laughs> want anyone to be like, yeah, yeah, liberal nonsense. Like, nah, <laughs> someone said that. That's a direct quote. It's really... <laughs> Uh, I want to say unfortunate, but it's more than unfortunate, and I'm just having trouble with finding the right word. It's it's bad, mm-hmm. um, and it shows how ugly our government can be, and how ugly a lot of laws that are still in place are. We didn't clean up our act in the 1960s, and everything was cool. Um, there's still a lot of vestiges in our government aspects of things like the war on drugs that are real nasty. All right, I found the quote. Quote, you understand what I'm saying. We knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or black, but by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and blacks with heroin, and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt those communities. That was an That's bla- All right, so that is like <laughs> 100. very explicitly right there. All right, yeah, so we pretty much. I don't know much... you want it, bro. Like, I don't, I don't know what to you. To disrupt those communities. And so, that, and so, like, points like that, though, are, that's the context that kind of illuminates these other issues. And because it was here's... a policy chief, John, uh, and Rookman, just in case you wanted to be like, no, they, oh, yes, they and did. And it's, it's, right, it's right there in the words, though. Disrupt those communities. Because a lot of these issues are elements of or products of disrupted communities, but you want to know why those communities are disrupted. Mm-hmm. Well, we've... Oh, <laughs> it's, 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 been, gets worse. it's been admitted to. Yeah, we go could, ahead. Quote, we could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, and vilify them night after night on the evening news. Oh, wow, did we was... know we were lying about the drugs? Of course we did. He was really going for it. He was Jeez. Really, you know what that... Okay, wow. Here's the thing. Evil? <sighs> absolutely. Also, respect that you are that, <laughs> like, evil. <laughs> that you're like, yeah, I did it, so what? Like, a little... Maybe, I don't know. Like, I'm, a, were... I'm a little impressed that you just didn't care that much. You're evil, hands down. But, but I'm give also, props for I'm that. a little bit like, <laughs> just blatantly be like, yeah, I did it. So what? And know that you weren't going to jail for that? It's wild. Like those were lives ruined. Yeah. Like, uh, and like lives <laughs> and those. Wild. Oh, and here's the, and like, not to be super real and bring it down. I know you all already know this, but just for the sake of discussion, like those, those have ripples through families, through future oh, generations. And like those ripples are still now. Yes. Yeah. Like which, that's yeah, which why our country's not in a great spot <laughs> which is arguably why like people think it's very problematic that the opioid epidemic is being characterized the way it is yeah well we're gonna go to a commercial break yeah, we on go to break. that note <laughs> we'll be back ladies and gentlemen <laughs> okay. 
From WHIP News, I'm Tony Pearson. Today is Tuesday, October 16th, and this is your WHIP News Update. Pennsylvania State Rep Mike O'Brien died Monday morning at age 64 of a heart attack at his childhood home in Fishtown, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer. A longtime Philadelphia resident and an advocate for the city's public schools, O'Brien served as a six-term House Democrat and was the party's chair of the Urban Affairs Committee. In July, O'Brien announced that he would not be seeking re-election for a seventh term due to health reasons, including his years-long battle with diabetes and an infection in his foot. O'Brien's chief of staff, Mary Isaacson, was chosen by the Democratic Party to replace him as the party nominee for the 175th district seat earlier this year. President Trump landed in Lynn Haven, Florida last night to survey the damage done to the panhandle by Hurricane Michael last week, according to the New York Times. This is the fifth hurricane to occur during Trump's presidency, and yet it is one of the most destructive, with maximum sustained winds of 155 miles per hour. President Trump attempted to restore hope among those affected by the hurricane and, as he usually does, praised the speed of the federal and state emergency responses. In light of the hurricane and revelations from scientists that natural disasters are worsening because of climate change, the president has recently denied ever denying the existence of climate change in an interview on Sunday with CBS's 60 Minutes, though he has yet to acknowledge that it's man made. From WHIP News, I'm Tony Pearson, and this has been your WHIP News Update. And we're back here at the district, here on WHIP, Philly's number one college radio station. Um, we were having a nice little interesting uh, talk break. Oh, I'm sorry. Commercial little break. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong break. A silent talk break <laughs> with music. Yeah, we were, you know, we were talking about, you know, drugs and pretty much the history of incarceration and politically how things have been treated particularly when it comes to addiction and incarceration and then that led to the characterization of the current epidemic of the opioid problem that we have going on and uh i'm torn on a lot uh let's start with the fact that philadelphia has been flirting with the idea of having a safe injection site for what, almost a year now? Yeah, I know we've been talking about it for at least a year. About a year, right? Um, obvious hurdles. Um, technically, it is illegal. And uh, the PA Attorney General, Josh Shapiro, as, as well as on the federal level, said, <laughs> try it, see what happens. Yeah. So, uh, but Philly is still trudging along, still trying to make this happen. As of, what, two weeks ago, former mayor and former governor... Mr. Ed Rendell said that he has a little money from a nonprofit and he's going to try to set this thing in motion. And even went so far to tell the federal government, arrest me first. That's, I I forgot he said that. That's really bold. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, Yeah. I don't, I've, especially, we've, talked about this before i i don't know how to feel about it i'm kind of with you there it's a novel concept but as we were and we were talking about this before um we came back on and taylor was saying and i agree that like the execution is weird like it's yeah the execution uh is what i'm most concerned with because uh, america <laughs> doesn't have a huge uh great history with treating people accurately fairly 
Equity is usually not a thing. Or with following through on a lot of things like this properly. Uh, The last time I would say that America had an epidemic was known as the crack epidemic Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the 80s. And I think we can all unanimously agree that that was not treated the same. Rehabilitation was really not the way to go. You went to prison and got worse. Incarceration, that's pretty much how that happened. Uh, The whole, like, let's help people, that thing is pretty much a new phenomenon. Not that I'm saying it's a bad approach. I think it's definitely better than what we were doing before. There's a key reason why that shift changed. And I will definitely say that it's probably because the color of the skin kind of changed. And the socioeconomic status changed. I think that's a part of it. I also do think that our, especially as younger people, people that are more connected and can, and are seeing a lot of these issues and the diversity in these issues on social media and things like that, sources of news that are less locked down and one specific, just, you know, white people, essentially. It, I do think that our society is becoming more conscious of it a bit organically as well. Uh, So I, I wouldn't, I'm not so sure that it's just because it's more affluent people now but I think that's a part of it, if that makes sense. I think that's the reason why there's so much funding and discussion about it. I think that's why. I would agree with you on the funding part. Because discussion, again, with the way... Because the media has fundamentally changed also. That's true. Recently. And it's... Like, I feel it's why a lot of issues that used to just not be talking points at all have been discussed. Not all of them have received funding. This issue has. No, and I think that that is probably where... Um, that comes in more i mean even okay so let's say tomorrow they sign this off somehow they don't get sued right away (laughs) which that's that's a tall order right there let's be real that's a lot but let's just say for some reason they open this where are you gonna put it because the same people Mm -hmm. who keep saying this is what we need this is this is humane they don't want it in their backyard they're the same people who are gonna Mm -hmm. be like my children are going to walk past on their way to school. Mm-hmm. They're the same people who are going to do that. So where are they going to put it? They're going to put it in a place where it has less money, less power. That's typically uh, people of color, and that's typically uh, poor. Let's just keep it 100. It's typically <laughs> where that is. Uh, the problem with that is that people have this unfounded uh, preconception that these poor areas is, is because people are poor there because they do drugs. No, 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 no. There are drugs there. But people who partake in them are typically not people of the community. People come mm-hmm. there for the drugs. So now, so now the possibility is that you're going to put a thing that's not even for said community into a community that doesn't even want it. It would be one them. thing if they had a better talk. Getting back to the track record, if they had a better track record of setting up programs like these, staffing them properly, having the not even it's it's, it's much more than just like security and keeping things clean and properly staffed and stuff like that, but like the actual funding that you would want to put into a neighborhood to like deal with the stress of having a program like this going on. If we could actually trust our government to do that, I might be like, it might be an idea easier to be receptive to, I think, but that gets to, again, our track record of just kind of dumping programs like these and, I feel like this could easily just fall through. Like, yeah. there, there's like as you just mentioned, there's ways in which promises have not been a hundred percent fulfilled, um, 
or I think in some respect, like it's fulfilled for temper in a temporary moment, but not necessarily for the for the long run. And again, just thinking about where are the, where are these going to be and the, what communities are going to be like directly affected by it, because um, I think it's one thing to say it, but then to actually put it into fruition and see the effects of it. I also want to put in perspective that most overdoses happen within the house. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that that is a reason not to have a safe injection site. I mean, there's the obvious people do it in their house because it's illegal. You can't be outside right outside of a police car and do mm-hmm. things. I think we can all agree with that. Like logically, that, that makes sense. Uh, but I don't, I've, I have never, I have not had a drug problem. No, my fam, so I'm going to be completely honest about this. I don't know what that is like. But are we trusting people who have this pervasive problem to go to a specific location to do their things? Not if it's like, not if it's not thoroughly legally protected thought like that's kind of gets to my point of like if this isn't really well done and given the u.s government's track record with approaching anything drug related no i don't expect people even if you do start something like this in earnest i don't expect people to utilize it as much as they could and if people don't utilize it i could see a program like this not being supported and then getting back to the strain it would put on any community that it ends up in Yeah. And talking about legality, are you going to change the laws relating to drug dealers? I wonder that with like the legalization of marijuana. I'm, I'm I'm curious. I'm just saying like again, I don't know, and this is pure speculation. I will completely admit to that full disclosure. But wouldn't it make sense to have a drug dealer literally sell drugs right outside the injection center? Like that? Wait, huh? Well, here's <laughs> Do you I'm, mean I'm I'm hoping you don't mean a government sanctioned Do you mean a government sanctioned one or like a if you're allowing people to come in with their drugs anyway, why would it not be logical to like just start selling drugs two or three blocks away? Oh, for yeah, drug dealers. So that kind of gets into like my support. Like, if you're going to bring this into a community, like how are you going? There would have to be like a multifaceted approach to be like, right. okay, now this is an area where like we know there's going to be much more drug use because it's sanctioned. Yeah. So we need to take other measures to try to keep well, like incentives from having drug dealers and stuff like that on corners and things like that because people are coming here to do drugs. But that costs money. There is research to support the fact that, you know, these sites do, in fact, decrease um, overdoses. You have someone there supervising you, and so you don't do that, right? Um, Making sure that you're doing it, quote-unquote, cleanly. You know what I'm saying? Um, Typically, these studies are limited just because not a lot of places have implemented them. For obvious reasons, uh, Vancouver is like the closest uh, place and comparable, the most comparable to the United States. And uh, yes, unequivocally, they do re- uh, reduce um, overdose rates. As far as treatment rates, that's a little muddier. In Vancouver, well, doesn't. Canada in general just have a better track record with government run um Canada's just better than us. Like I'll be honest about it. Yeah, I've been eyeing up Canada. I, <laughs> I have some friends there. Like, and... Let's be honest about it. You know what I'm saying? But in terms of med- <laughs> specifically like with medical attention though, I think that there's history of it being a little bit more um effective, I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a dicey one. It and um, I work with someone who is very against pro-injection 
I mean, pro safe injection sites. Let me clarify that. And I also took a class with someone who, uh, where the professor was very pro safe injection sites. Both uh, have struggled with addiction problems in their life. And it's interesting how vastly different their interpretations are. One thinks it's a completely just enabling and that you're not encouraging people to uh, leave their addiction at all. Not while the other well, person sure thinks that, that just and the other one believes that like harm reduction is the best policy so and done well i'm sure that can help <laughs> i don't know i i i'm legitimately torn and two i'm not someone who has Me an too. addiction so i don't i can i can see how it could both help very much and be a disaster and i think it would depend every single bit on how it was run and managed uh, yeah i don't i don't think it's very like cut dry like I don't think it's very black and white of it is a huge advantage or a huge disadvantage I think that depending on how it is executed where it's being located you know all these other um details that we've been expressing when those are the specificities that specificities that we're discussing I think that's then gonna in return show how effective it is or not or not effective yeah yeah well do you want to have a fun story to sure let's go <laughs> yeah. we make we us happy <laughs> yeah we we love to talk about um dreary things dreary right? things on this show oh hey we're just being real with you um <laughs> but now we're gonna be fake with you because a double <laughs> wwe wrestler called uh philly depraved yesterday night and it's got um feathers ruffled i think it's hilarious so wwe raw visited the wells fargo center yesterday night um and a wrestler by the name of Elias looks like it. I feel like it should be Alias, but it's spelled with an E. Is it Elias? Elias. I I, I don't it's know. E L I A S. Like yes. Eli. That's, that's Elias. And then like Eli. Oh, Eli. And then okay. <laughs> Elias. What? It, well, Eli could be Eliza. But either way, it's still it's not. It's, a, still, it's not it's Eliza. Elijah. You're <laughs> just wrong, Tony. Be, hey, you know what? In either scenario, it's Eli or whatever. Just call him Elias was fighting. <laughs> Um, Elias was fighting. That's he, the name? Yeah. yeah. The whole it's, name? That's his, that is his wrestler name. Okay. Just Elias. I don't even know Elias. what his real name is. I could certainly Elias find it, but I'm almost probably. probably Elias B. <laughs> B dot, like B dot. B dot fighting. Uh, B dot fighting. He's got a period in his, it's like a web edge. Jeez. All right. Um, I'm sorry. Continue. I'm sorry. We can make <laughs> He, so he was wrestling a bunch. <laughs> and he got beat by Phillies. I believe this dude's from Philly. I know nothing about WWE. Forgive me. Um, <laughs> Apollo Crews. And after that, he dissed Philly hard. He said that earlier today, I go to lunch with Carlson Wentz. And he was, I believe, saying this in agreement. He went, and I asked him about his injuries from last season. I asked if it was painful. And he says, Elias, yeah, it was. But true pain is psychological. True pain is going out there each week and pretending like you care about this depraved and shameful city of Philadelphia. <laughs> And what? And he goes on to call everybody like, just like fat and miserable. And he's like, while I'm at it, gritty. He's not a mascot. Oh, here it is. He is a spitting image of every person in this city. He's a fat, <laughs> ugly, googly-eyed slob. Now I feel here I need to specify, this is fake, and they play characters. This guy's a heel, and his job is to be hated. So okay. like, he gets up on stage and is just supposed to say awful things and make everybody hate him. <laughs> But wow! No, that came from the soul. That was, <laughs> like, he nah, felt that. Yeah, yeah. He felt it. Like, yeah, people in that audience might have been like getting a little like, is, is this? Wait, is this real? Is this in character? Nah, he felt that from his soul. 
That didn't come out of nowhere. That was no script. He was. <laughs> that was all. He was holding that in too for a real. minute. <laughs> I remember when I found out WWE was like, like, like Loki scripted, and I was like, oh my god. Like, oh, but you know, there's people who like I am glad that we don't give out. Like, we should give out my email. It's T Pearson at Radio to you. Don't be too. I'm sorry. What? Uh, you know, it's news director. Uh, T, T. Pearson at WHIP Radio TU. Send there your you news go. department complaints there. Or news at WHIP TU. Hey. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's there. I've met people who, like, get very angry when you suggest that WWE is fake, like, at all. Oh, I'm sorry. And, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't. It's, it's, it's real. like when I was a central PA and I said I don't like Penn State. Uh-uh. <laughs> nope, can't say that. Well, I feel We're like if I just like say Joe Paterno, three people just come out of the woodwork. Right, we do have to go, but w, <laughs> w, I'm sorry, WWE is, is, is real. It is. It's all Don't real. Don't believe anything we just, just said. Just like Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to stop it right now. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> have a good night. <laughs>